The views expressed on The Pickleball Show are not necessarily those of the USAPA. The Pickleball Show is the official podcast of the USAPA dedicated to growing the sport of pickleball around the country. Show your support and become a USAPA member today. Visit USAPA.org. From Bainbridge Island to the Villages. Pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in America. Buckeye to Abbotsford. Time out, baby, yeah! St. George to Rochester and all points in between. If you've heard of pickleball or you already play it, then you know. This is the Pickleball Show. This is Deb Harrison of PicklePongDeb.com. And here's the host of the Pickleball Show, Chris Allen. Thank you, Deb, and welcome to the show dedicated to helping you play better pickleball while having even more fun and meeting new friends who share your passion for this great sport. My name is Chris Allen, coming to you today from Asheville, North Carolina. And my co-host this week, always lucky to have her, the hardest working person in pickleball from pickleballtournaments.com, Melissa McCurley. How are you doing today? I'm great, Chris. How the heck are you today? Doing good. It was so nice seeing you over in Concord, North Carolina a few weeks ago. Got to meet your mom and your sister, Donna. Man, just watching you work was just amazing. I always feel guilty uh, on the court there having fun and then looking over and there's Melissa juggling papers and answering questions and doing all these things. And uh, there's so many tournaments where they're so lucky to have you. Well, thank you. It's a lot of fun. And people ask me a lot, do I miss playing? And, And the answer to that question for me is actually no. I enjoy to play pickleball, but I so much more enjoy running a good pickleball tournament and looking at the fun that other people have through those efforts. It really warms my heart, Chris. Got somebody special on the line also uh, joining us from up in Wisconsin. He is, among other things, U.S. Open men's doubles champion with, uh, along with Kyle Yates, the one and only Dave Weinbach. Dave, thank you for joining us today on the Pickleball Show. Great to be with you guys. Hi, Chris. Hi, Melissa. Hey, Dave. You know, just one more comment about Melissa McCurley being the hardest uh, worker in pickleball. I've had the pleasure of getting to watch her behind the scenes, not only in her pickleballtournaments.com operation and administration, but also doing play-by-play with Mm -hmm. some of the live stream video that we were doing both at POC and at National, and she is just a natural in that capacity as well. But people forget Melissa McCurley is quite an accomplished player in her own right. And the diversity of skills that I've seen with her is just uh, fantastic. One of the things that I've always wondered about, Dave, when did you discover pickleball and what was your, I guess, your your, uh, sporting background prior to that? I actually have come up from a tennis background. I actually also was a competitive table tennis player growing up. My father uh, got my both my brother and I big into table tennis and tennis growing up. I've played USTA league tennis for 20 plus years uh, in a 4-5 league here in Madison. Actually, that's how I got introduced to pickleball. I was down playing tennis where my parents moved to in surprise at a active retirement community called Sun City Grant mm-hmm. in surprise. And we were playing tennis and I said to my dad, what is going on on all those courts over there? And they're like, a hundred people playing pickleball, people waiting on the bench on every single court. And he said, that's pickleball. So after we were done playing tennis, we went over there and watched. And I think uh, Mark Friedenberg and Pat Kane and Chili and some guys were playing over there. Maybe Jim Hackenberg was the fourth. 
And this is probably seven years ago, I'm going to guess, six or seven years ago. Mm-hmm. I sat there and watched for a while, and one of the guys had to leave. And I remember Pat Kane handy, coming out and saying, hey, Kit, you want to give this a try? And he throws a paddle in my face. And I said, I can't even spell pickleball. <laughs> and he goes, get out here. That was my question to pickleball. He put me on the kitchen line, Chris, and he said, this is a dink. This is how we keep score. And after 15 minutes, I was absolutely addicted for life. Oh, I know the feeling. That's how I got introduced to pickleball. And we would come spend about uh, two or three weeks every winter. And we would take the boys down for winter break. My wife, Dina, and I would take our boys, Jake, Ryan, and Sam down. And we would spend the uh, winter break down there. And even though Melissa and a lot of my friends in Arizona didn't believe it, didn't believe me when I told them, but we would only play those two or three weeks out of the entire year when we came down there because there was no opportunity to play pickleball in Madison, Wisconsin back then. There weren't even tennis courts, you know, striped with pickleball lines back in that day. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'd come back down and uh, I'd have to relearn the game again. And uh, Melissa knows I spent a lot of time at those surprise city courts learning the game. Oh, yeah. What would you say is like the, the Dave Weinbach style? Uh, you know, I would say consistency and patience would probably be the best way to define my game. You know, I was taught to utilize the soft game to set up the kill shot. Mm-hmm. So I'm a very patient player. When you learn the game, dinking and hitting third shot drops against guys like Pat Kane, who can lean in and almost touch the net with his paddle, you better have a good third shot drop and have a pretty uh, good, consistent, unattackable dink to play this game. And that's how I learned to play the game is use the soft game to set up the opportunity for the kill shot. That's a great word. I love that unattackable dink because there are so many of them when I think there's nothing they can do with that, but they find a way it, It's you know, that I'm eating it. It comes right back at me. What's, I guess, your definition of unattackable? Is, is it just hitting up on the ball, forcing them to hit up on the ball? Yeah, you know, the, the way I teach it in my clinics is I use that phrase, those dinks need to be unattackable. In other words, I want to be, the t- my partner and I want to be the team that hits the descending shot. I always want to make my opponents have to lift. Mm-hmm. So if the opponent has to lift the ball, then they can't attack it. I always want to make my opponent have to lift it. If they have to lift it and hit it a little bit too hard or a little bit too high, then I'm able to hit a descending blow and attack that ball. And that's the kill shot you're looking for. And the key to yep. the key to the uh, the the unattackable dink is just that it's barely over the net and it's soft. It's low and soft over the net. Well, not necessarily low, Chris, because one of the things I talk about a lot in our clinics as we go around the country and, and try to share the pickleball love is I see too many people both on their third shot drop and they're dinking is they're aiming just a ball or a ball and a half over the net. Mm-hmm. And the question I say in my clinics is what inevitably is going to happen if you aim your dinks very low, just a ball over the net, you're going to go into the net. You're going to hit the net. Yeah. And that violates the number one rule of pickleball, Melissa. And that is respect the net. And we'll sing it in our clinics. R E S P E C T P H E. N-E-P. I'll have everybody sing it uh-huh. because I want them 
I want that to really stick with people to respect the net. So I actually teach where I want folks to dink it a good foot to foot and a half over the net because one of the questions I'll, I'll say to people in, in, in the clinic is, what happens to a pickleball when it loses its speed? It comes straight down. So you don't need to aim the ball, just a ball over the net. You can give it a little bit, what I call margin for error. Mm-hmm. and go a little bit higher over the net than you think because we have to avoid those net errors. And it's the same thing in how we talk about the third shot drop. I don't want people to aim, you know, two or three balls over the net. Give yourself some margin for error. But then you think... A pickleball, when it loses its speed, will come straight down. But a lot of times you'll think too, but if I'm too high over the net, then it's going to have too much of a bounce and you know, they're going to be able to do something because it's going to bounce too high. On the third shot drops, we don't want to, you know, start it too high. So you're right. There's a balance there that you have to find. So you're thinking like between, because you mentioned not three balls, but maybe like four or five or four to six or right in there. Yeah. On the third shot drop, I, I want to start that ball, you know, a good three feet over the net. And I want the apex to be on my side of the net. So the apex, meaning the highest point that that ball travels is still on your side of the net that you're hitting from. It's the O'Brien and Matt Staub video from Pickleball Channel where it's descending into the kitchen when it goes over the net. Exactly. And I watch that and they do a tremendous job of teaching that. Yeah, that is the the one thing. That was the light bulb moment for me when I first started playing when I saw that video. It is. And when you can, when you can uh, see that on, on video and you can visualize that shot, it's very, very powerful when, when, a, when a student can actually see that. And, you know, I, I tell people, if you do miss that shot, that third shot drop or even a dink, better to miss it too high or long than in the net. I tell my partners, if you hit it a little too high or a little too long and people rip it at me, I can still get it back. But if you hit it in the net, I can't help you. That's good advice. Dave, if you could uh, maybe come join us next week and we uh, get even, I guess, more in-depth instruction into the Dave Weinbach School of Play here, I would love to talk with you more about this. Would that be okay with you? Absolutely, Chris. I love sharing the pickleball love. Good deal. And you've got some clinics coming up. Speaking of sharing the love, aren't you going to be in Arizona or maybe Philadelphia? Yep, heading down to Arizona in a week or so, and we're going to do some clinics in uh, Mesa. And then uh, down in Mission in Casa Grande and then uh, work our way down to Saddlebrook Ranch and Green Valley and then back up to Palm Creek. So getting a lot of uh, a lot of folks uh, signing up for those clinics and that's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And then, uh, yeah, in February, actually, uh, we're going to be doing a, uh, a pro exhibition in Philadelphia. Frank Anthony Davis has got some um, really getting pickleball going in that area and a couple of brothers named the Chirico brothers, ex-professional tennis players who now run a tennis club in Philly are doing a, a big fundraiser for cancer research. I believe it is. And 
Kyle Yates and I are going to come there and uh, take on the Trico Brothers in kind of a fun uh, exhibition and uh, raise a lot of money for cancer research. Well, that sounds like a great time and a great cause and uh, wish you a lot of success with that. And that'll be a lot of fun. Well, I'll look forward to talking to you again next week. We're going to dive in deeper and uh, get some more great insights from U.S. Open men's doubles champion Dave Weinbach. Melissa McCurley, always great to talk with you from PickleballTournaments.com. And if you are having a tournament in your area, you need pickleballtournaments.com in your corner to make sure it runs smoothly. Safe travels, Melissa. And as always, look forward to talking to you again. Thank you, Chris. I look forward to being back. It's always a great time. And we'd like to thank you for joining us today as well. Hey, have you gotten your copy of the top 10 tips from Pickleball's three greatest coaches? Coach Mo, Deb Harrison, Prem Carnot, all together in one quick study guide that will definitely take your game to the next level. It's absolutely free. You don't need a credit card. All you need is an email address. Just head over to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. We'll send it right out to you. Also, head over to iTunes. Hit that subscribe button. You'll never miss an episode of the Pickleball Show. Plus, if you feel it's appropriate, leave us a five-star review, which boosts us up in the rankings and makes it a lot easier for other pickleball players around the world to find this show. I'm Chris Allen. This is the Pickleball Show. And until next week, keep them low. The Pickleball Show was brought to you by PBX Club. PBX stands for Pickleball Excellence. Join today and get the latest pickleball tips and strategies, news, and opinion. Save money on paddles and other equipment with coupon codes to online pickleball retailers. Get travel discounts to tournaments and a whole lot more. How much does it cost to become a PBX Club member? Well, it's free. Just go to freepbxclub.com. That's freepbxclub.com. There's even a link in the show notes for this episode. FreePBXClub.com. PBX Pickleball Excellence. Join the club. It's free.